friends <clears throat> i want to continue this uh, talks on jhana uh, and we are still trying to get there and all these are very important when we try to think of jhana when you want to practice jhana actually we want to know <coughs> what actually is involved in the practice of jhana as i mentioned the theoretical understanding is very important so the uh, should not get into this wrong kind of uh, jhana practice and therefore it is good for us to know the basic the fundamental uh, principle of uh, jhana practice so i have been dealing with uh, uh, hindrances <coughs> as you probably might have heard them hundreds of times especially when uh, teachers talk about uh, talk on vipassana uh, meditation almost every traditional uh, vipassana teacher uh, talks about uh, about hindrances uh, overcoming hindrances is is uh, an essential part of both tranquility meditation and vipassana meditation therefore since we are dealing with tranquility meditation jhana meditation it is uh, more pertinent to the jhana practice therefore it is very important for us to talk about it i dealt with three <coughs> hindrances greed sleepiness and drowsiness and doubt today i am going to talk on the remaining two remaining hindrances uh, one is restlessness and worry and the other is uh, ill will 
restlessness and worry <coughs> are sort of a paired double hindrance uh, because they both go hand in hand when one arises the other arises as well it also comes as a, as a package when uh, uh, you are you worry about something you become restless and that is why restlessness and worry both go together you worry about uh, the things that you have done in the past incorrectly incompletely and things you are going to do in future not knowing what's going to happen uh, depending on these two situations you worry consequently you feel you become restless it happens when you try to meditate uh, this happens all the time of course uh, so we learn to deal with them not only on the cushion but on other times as well and then bring it to the cushion when you train yourself to deal with it outside out of cushion and then when you, when you come to meditation sitting on cushion your work will be easy easy to deal with this particular hindrance <coughs> we always tell ourselves don't worry everything is so will be okay don't worry don't worry we keep telling this <laughs> before come to meditation don't worry about attaining jhanas you will get there when the mind is ready you will get there don't worry so with this attitude you sit down <laughs> but because uh, of your habit unwholesome habit what is called akusala sila you begin to worry worry arises sometimes because of a guilty feeling you have done something wrong may even be unethical immoral you cannot uh, wipe it out from your mind it is registered it is in the permanent file <laughs> so you got you cannot uh, wipe it but in the buddhist tradition we always find solace consolation that is atitam nanu sochanti napajappa managatam phachu phannene apenti evang vannu prasidati meaning don't worry about the past don't worry about the future be mindful of the present that is why in in mindfulness meditation we always advise us as well as others to be in the present be mindful of parimukham satim upattapetta buddhasit parimukham satim 
focusing mind on the present, right now. You cannot undo what is done. You cannot do what will what has not happened. <laughs> so, what you have is right. What you have in the present. So focus the mind on the present. But when you focus the mind on the present, <clears throat> you are doing something good for yourself, wholesome something, something wholesome for yourself. Keeping the trying to keep the mind clear and clean. Even an attempt to make the mind clean itself is meritorious. Buddha said, Punyanchi purcho kaira kairathyanam punapunan thammi chandang kairatha suko punyasa uchayo. Do something wholesome. Doing something wholesome is meritorious. When you cannot do something wholesome, think about it. Even the thought of doing something wholesome is meritorious. See, such a wonderful consolation the Buddha has given. So, you have not been able to clean your mind completely, but you have intention and you have wish to clean the mind. That wish, that intention itself is meritorious intention, skillful intention. And therefore, when warrior rises, first thing we should do, <coughs> just like all other hindrances, uh, we nourish hindrance by being unmindful, by, by having unmindful reflection. When you have the wish to clean the mind, you have mindful reflection. So yes, you start with a good uh, attitude. So, still if mind wanders and you have worries, then I mm, recommend something even simple, uh, more practical, and it has worked for me and for many other people. Therefore, I like to recommend that to you. That is when, uh, uh, then, that is you breathe in, breathe out, count one. Again, breathe in, breathe out, count two. Breathe in, breathe out, count three. Like this, count up to ten and stop there. Then count down from ten to one. And second round, go from one to nine. And nine to one. Third time from one to eight, eight to one. And then one to seven, seven to one. And so forth from higher number the lowest. When you do this, <coughs> the wandering, worry, worrying mind will settle down and stay on the 
counting. However, when you count, say, you are at number six, mind again begins to worry. Wander around. Then you forgot to count. Then suddenly you remember, gee, now where was I? Ah, I was at six. You cook, you come back to six. When you come back to six, you don't remember whether to go from six to seven or six to five. <laughs> you see? Then you start all over again. So you trick the mind to stay in the present moment, so worry slowly fades away. And restlessness goes along with that. The mind settles down, body settles down, worry and restlessness fade away, and you can proceed with the practice. So, so keep going on counting, and then that will be a very good uh, uh, practical suggestion. I strongly recommend you to practice that. And the last hindrance, I put it uh, as a last hindrance, because when you practice jhana meditation, in vipassana meditation, you follow the same order as it is given in text. First, greed, then hatred, uh, sleepiness and drowsiness, uh, restlessness and worry and doubt. But I recommend in all these situations, you deal with the particular hindrance as it arises. You know, these hindrances don't follow any particular order. They arise when they want to arise. And we learn to deal with with them as they arise. Unfortunately, these hindrances don't follow our computer programs. (laughs) They are are not uh, computed. Uh, in our mind, not programmed in that order. They arise sporadically, random. They have random memory (laughs) to arise whenever they want to arise. So we deal with them as they arise. That is my personal experience and my personal suggestion. Don't worry about the order of the list. Things don't really happen in that order, except some very profound mental states which will not go out of the order. It goes, it follows the order. One is a list of... Uh, factors of enlightenment. They follow that order. <clears throat> when, it, when we come to that, we will discuss, explain that. Anyway, these hindrances, 
we deal with in that order when we try to practice jhana the last is hatred it is called ill will it's a very beautiful english translation when when our will is ill it is called ill will and buddha has given a very beautiful simile to support this the simile is a sick person when you are sick you cannot taste food no matter how delicious the food is it's taste bland you don't appreciate it similarly when the mind is sick ill our will is ill we cannot appreciate anything no matter how good other things other persons are we cannot appreciate it therefore we call it ill will the nutriment of ill will is a sign of displeasure and frequently giving careless attention to it is the nutriment for arising of unerison ill will and for the increase and expanding the erison ill will in other words unmindful reflection uh upon a, a repulsive sight smell sound taste touch and thought is the nourishment of ill will <coughs> repulsive now in order to overcome in order to uh, practice jhana we must learn how to overcome ill will or anger <clears throat> this has become a very big stumbling block for many meditators whether they meditate whether they do vipassana meditation or tranquility meditation we also keep suggesting various things for people to practice and some of them just uh, is a list it goes into here into mind through one ear and goes out of the other it does not stay in the mind especially when anger arises nothing stays nothing you can pull no resource inside to pull you know to rescue your yourself something is going uh, wrong so we suggest uh these things to be practiced not when you are angry but when you are not angry when we are not angry we keep thinking about them not on the cushion 
but outside the cushion. We keep thinking. And Buddha said, whatever we frequently think, that becomes a habit. That becomes a habit. Uh, if you want to practice patience, and we keep thinking about it, putting patience into practice over and over again, and when we come to cushion, it becomes very natural. So, I suggest don't wait until grudge or hate arises in the mind to deal with that. Before it arises, we must deal with it. <clears throat> and this is why we need the fourfold effort. Fourfold effort. Effort to prevent, prevent anger from arising. Irritation from arising. Hate from arising. We first built a buffer with patience, with tremendous effort. Fourfold effort has threefold supporting efforts. Fourfold efforts, effort number one, is to prevent anger and other unwholesome mental states from arising. And it supports, it is supported by three other uh, kind of efforts, which are called dhatu. In Pali they are called arambhadhatu, nikkamadhatu, and parakamadhatu. Dhatu means elements. Elements of beginning is called Arambhadhatu. So we have to have an element of effort to begin with the practice of fending off, buffering, preventing something unwholesome from happening. Make an effort. That effort is called element of beginning. Effort. Aramba dhatu. Dhatu means element. Then the second thing, it, <coughs> the second kind of element is called nikkama dhatu. Nikkama means going forward. Proceed with that effort. Not only just thinking, but proceed with the practice of fending off, stopping it from arising. That is why I said, think about it before you get angry, think about it. And keep thinking about it again and again, that is called nikkamadhatu, carrying on this effort. <clears throat> and the third element of effort, supporting the first element, first effort, is called parakkamadhatu. Parakama means uh, vigor, valor, and not budging kind of effort. So the first effort is supported by three elements of efforts. 
these are mental states. Sounds like very abstract words, but friends, these are all practical things. Buddha experienced them, put them into practice from his experience, his practice, he advised us to use them for our own benefit. Whoever tries to practice them will find them so potent, so efficacious and meaningful. So, second second effort is, in spite of this first effort and its three type of reinforcements, because of the habit of getting upset, angry, anger can arise. When it arises, then follow these steps to overcome them. I'm going to suggest some steps to overcome them. Uh, especially when it arises, uh, so we try everything possible not to let it arise. But in spite of our very sincere wish, it arises. Then we must do something about it. First it arises as a very simple, ordinary dislike. And if if we have not taken care of that level, then it becomes a habitual dislike. Habitual dislike becomes an irritation. When it irritates the mind, if we don't take care of this, then it turns into annoyance. Just annoy. Not very big deal. And if you do not take care of annoyance, then it turns into anger. If you do not take care of that level, anger, then it turns into hate. The word hate is so uh, casually people use. I hate this food. I hate to say, see so and so. I hate to being late, to be late. I hate to miss the bus. Like that people use the word hate so casually, therefore when hate arises, it is just a casual thing. (laughs) Because they have already cultivated in the mind. And therefore, uh, in our vocabulary, we learn even not to use the word hate. We may say, I don't like it. It's very mild. When you keep saying hating, 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 it becomes so easy to stay in the mind. And even real hate arises just like uh, wolf is coming, wolf is coming, and the real wolf comes, nobody cares. So, 
when hate arises, if you do not take care of it, it turns into grudge and revenge, and person can become mean. That is exactly what has happened day before yesterday, I think, in uh, Virginia Tech, for that particular person to kill so many people within two hours. There was no way, mind was not trained, somebody has not talked to the person, no counselling, no discussion, this kept on brooding inside. These are called asava. Asava, in Pali, because they brew inside uh, until it uh, explodes, like a bomb. And therefore, <coughs> uh, these are very important psychological steps that we have to follow to treat our own minds. Uh, so, to deal with that, uh, when uh, first annoyance arises, how to deal with that? When it is very mild, it is easy to deal with. When it becomes very big, it's very difficult to deal with. So nibbing in the bud is easy. When annoyance arises, stop, take few deep breaths, breathe 10-15 times deeply, don't focus the mind on the breath, focus the mind on the annoyance. And you will see inside some discomfort and some unpleasant feeling. And breathe very slowly, several times. Then you feel great relief. Annoyance will Go away with this slow breath. <clears throat> if that doesn't, that, that doesn't work, as I mentioned uh, earlier, count your breath. Just like you count the breath uh, when you try to overcome your restlessness and worry, because when annoyance arises, you become really restless. And even that time, if we count our breath in order to take the mind away from that state, this is one of the five methods that Buddha has recommended in Vitaka Santana Sutta. In Madhyaminikaya, there is a sutta called Vitaka Santana. Removal of distracting thoughts. In that discourse, number one, he recommended, number number two, he recommended, among number among five methods, is to uh, reflect, uh, focus the mind, or think of think of something else. When you have certain mental states, uh, unpleasant, unwholesome, negative, painful. 
divert your mind from that state on something else, wholesome. So, <clears throat> this is number one we recommend. Give the mind a different object, like breath or counting. Second is uh, go to the very root of anger and catch it as it arises. This also is a mental training. When we keep training our mind, keep training again and again, we will see as it arises. Maybe one unpleasant word somebody utters during a conversation. Immediately something we can feel inside, not right, not acceptable. It may be an insult, uh, maybe incorrect, uh, something we feel inside. That moment, look at the mind. See the anger as it arises. And then isolate that from the anger from the person. Instead of thinking of the person, thinking of the conversation, instead of thinking of the word the person uttered, isolate the anger itself. That is not the way we have trained our mind. When we hear the word, we look at the person, person's face, and think of the person, and remember the word, and uh, let the word echo in our mind. Uh, the meaning of the word, we echo in our mind. Uh, so we go on and on and on, and in that uh, vicious cycle, instead of looking at the very bottom, very root of anger, isolating it. So we suggest <coughs> this very practical, look at it as an object. And this is exactly what the Buddha said. Santang me ajjattang vyapadang atti me ajjattang vyapadoti pajanati. Asantang va ajjattang vyapadang natti me ajjattang vyapadoti pajanati. Yatach anupanas vyapadas upado hoti tancha pajanati. Yatach upanas vyapadas pahinang hoti tancha pajanati. Yatach pahinas vyapadas ayating anupado hoti tancha pajanati. Five stages. That means these are Buddha's own ex. Uh, practical, experiential explanation. And that is why we say, not because the Buddha said that, but because it works. <coughs> we, something is not true purely, purely because Buddha said it. Something, Buddha said it because it is true. We don't believe that something is true because Buddha said it. But we know it is true and that is why the Buddha said it. So, this is very important thing to remember. When anger arises, isolate it. That is why Buddha said, Yathaja, Santang Vajjatang, 
व्यापादो अथे में आजतंग व्यापादो तो पाजाना थी एंगे एंगे इन इस इन में एंगे इस इन में तस्सोर एंड देन लुक एट इट दिस वाज इट देयर बिफोर बिफोर वी स्टार्टेड द कन्वर्सेशन बिफोर आई मेड द पर्सन बिकॉज़ बिफोर दिस इवेंट टुक प्लेस इट वाज नॉट देयर सो बुद्ध से असंतंग मार्जंतंग व्यापादो थांचे पाजान नो ओ जस प्रीवियसली दिस एंग वाज नॉट देयर नाउ इट इज देयर दैट मींस दिस इज एरिसन इन द माइंड not independently but dependent on something what is dependent on depend on on a little word little unmindful reflection not paying total attention not understanding what the person says these are the causes dependent on various such factors it arose in me then using one or two of these methods <coughs> we let it go when it goes away is ah now it is no longer there now this anger is not here then we keep looking at it again and again and again mind becomes so relaxed so sometimes we even feel embarrassed within ourselves for having anger for such a trivial thing silly thing we got angry and we feel embarrassed and let it go and then we feel when it goes we feel very comfortable we ah look at the person with uh, as if nothing happened that person will not notice our anger so we can remain to be friends again carry on the conversation in a very friendly way so <clears throat> isolating anger is very important thing next thing we should do uh, this also is very difficult thing to do but i will i will suggest it anyway <laughs> that is avoid angry people because it is contagious it infects it it is uh, infectious uh when somebody is getting angry again and again and again and again all the time you have you reach your limit of your patience and then you get angry then you may ask uh, suppose my little child gets angry little boy little girl my own daughter my own son gets angry very how can i avoid that how can i avoid my own child we cannot do that but we have tremendous experience as adults we have tremendous love for our children 
we can easily uh, deal with the anger with tremendous love and care, responsibility, experience as adults. That is not a big problem. We are talking about adults whom we cannot treat like children. They are independent, they have their own mind, and therefore it is not very easy to deal with them. Even if they happen to be our relatives, at least temporarily we must try not to get involved in any uh, activities with them until they realize that they should not be that way all the time. <clears throat> then, if anger still arises, we recommend people to take some physical exercise. <laughs> that is not difficult. You say, excuse me, I want to go for a walk. Walk, have a very brisk walk for 10-15 minutes, or do whatever exercise, physical exercise you like, take care of your garden, if it is uh, not very cold outside, something, attend to something to get some exercise. Then, uh, as a Buddhist, I also suggest uh, uh, think of the Buddha. Uh, pay homage to the Buddha, respect the Buddha. And think of his wonderful, noble patience. <clears throat> uh, and get inspiration from uh, thinking of the bliss and peace that Buddha himself cultivated. Then, if anger arises during conversations, uh, you immediately try to uh, look at your look at the way you can you talk and uh, listen to the other person and uh, very carefully, mindfully, uh, always looking at your own mind. Another thing we recommend, not only during meditation, sitting on the cushion but uh, outside meditation, try to find a very good, excellent friend. I would say not good friend, but excellent friend. <clears throat> and you have probably have heard of this very many times. Uh, excellent friend is uh, one who listens to you, uh, available to you anytime, heart is full of compassion and understanding, knowledgeable, patient, and can talk. Good friend is the one who can talk to you to console you. For example, when you are getting, when you are upset with somebody, go to your excellent friend and tell that uh, you are upset with so and so, 
If he or she is a real excellent friend, he or she would not make you more angry by talking bad about the other person. Instead, that person tries to remain very honest and sincere, neutral, and say, you know, perhaps, perhaps, that person may have a very bad day. That person's health may not be very good. That person also may have something going on which you don't know. Like that, not simply to trying to defend the other person, but to console yourself, <clears throat> calm yourself. So that when you are calm, <clears throat> you can feel good for your good, excellent friend, as well as for the other person, you will not harbor hatred towards that person. So excellent friend is a good counselor. He's, a, he's, he's giving you real justice uh, instead of taking one side and uh, uh, supporting you and uh, making you even more angry with the other person. That is why Buddha said, excellent friend is a good speaker, speak the truth, speak softly, gently, kindly to make you calm, relaxed and peaceful. <clears throat> then, I also like to suggest uh, to listen to Dhamma talks. Uh, there are many, many beautiful Dhamma talks these days you can listen to. You go online, download all kind of beautiful Dhamma talks. If you find a Dhamma teacher giving Dhamma talk, you can attend to that in person. If you don't have one, listen to talk, recorded talk, CDs, uh, you know, TV, radio, not TV, I don't know what it is. But Dhamma talks on TVs. <laughs> they are examples of greed, hatred, and delusion. <laughs> Dhamma talks you can get from uh, internet, CDs, uh, some recorded talks. <clears throat> And uh, another thing we like to suggest, do some chanting. Uh, chanting is a very good thing. If you have good voice, you enjoy your voice, enjoy your chanting, and you can forget that uh, difficult mental state. Or listen to somebody else's chanting, if you find one. Or listen to very peaceful, meaningful music. Nothing wrong with that. Although in Buddhist tradition there is a precept for uh, monastics to observe, not to listen to music and so forth. Uh, but chanting is permissible. 
before Buddha's teaching was divided into three groups, like Sutta, Vinaya, Abhidhamma, the teaching was divided into nine groups. And these nine are called Navanga Sattu Sasana. Navanga means nine limbed dispensation of the Buddha. Among these nine limbs, uh, number two is chanting. First is Sutta, discourses. Second is Gaya. Gaya means chanting. Vijayakarna Gata number four also is chanting. So, <coughs> there are various uh, uh, styles, various things uh, composed in the Buddha's teaching only for chanting. If you chant them, that gives you a lot of peace. That time you can forget all your temper, anger. And then that is emotional side. This sort of emotional uh, arousing in our mind is uh, good for uh, consoling ourselves. If you are really very intellectual person, of course, there are a lot of things we learn intellectually, even how to deal with anger, we learn intellectually, that all are in our head, but it will never, we can never put them into practice. <clears throat> but with the same intellectual state of mind, we learn to deal with anger. That is, investigate Dhamma, investigate Dhamma. When we investigate Dhamma, what we do? How we investigate? Investigation of Dhamma is one of the factors of noble, seven factors of enlightenment. We always talk about investigate. How do we investigate? What do we do? What normally people do when they investigate? They ask questions, right? When uh, uh, private investigators, <laughs> FBI, CIA, criminal investigators, when they investigate, they go on asking questions, asking people. You don't go out and ask anybody, you ask yourself. Because Dhamma is in you. Ask yourself questions. Question number one you should ask when you are angry. Is this permanent? Is this anger permanent? Had it ever been permanent? Had anger been permanent, all my life I would have been angry. But there have been many moments without anger. I, I experienced many beautiful moments of peace. I enjoyed many beautiful moments with very relaxed feelings. Therefore, anger is not permanent. Is this conversation, this, this, this word that this person uttered, permanent? No. 
Am I angry with the person's appearance? No, person may look very handsome, very beautiful, attractive. That should not cause any anger in me. Am I angry with the person's hair, eyes, eyebrows, nose, teeth, tongue? What do I angry with? Maybe a word, maybe an attitude. Are they permanent? The word are, are the words permanent? Attitude permanent? The person's intention permanent? <clears throat> when we really mindfully want to understand, you ask these questions one by one, breaking every tiny little things into small components, small parts of the person and ask yourself these questions. Are they permanent? Is this person permanent? Is that person's anger permanent? When you keep asking this question of question about permanence, you always will find the answer impermanent. Because nothing is permanent. As I mentioned yesterday, everything is permanently impermanent. When we try to look at impermanence, we don't try to make impermanence permanent. But we try to understand impermanence as impermanence. That gives us tremendous solace, comfort, consolation to reduce our anger. After all, this anger that I experience now is impermanent. I, had, I got angry many, many, many times in the past <clears throat> and after a while I remember <clears throat> my anger passing away, disappearing. Next question we must ask. Is this anger is satisfactory? Is it a pleasure? Or is it suffering? The answer is, it is suffering. Does this anger has any soul in it? Self in it? The answer is, no. So when we ask these real questions, very real, deep, profound Dhamma questions related to our anger, we will get very real, deep meaning. This is how we investigate Dhamma. Anger is a Dhamma. Anger is Dhamma. The word Dhamma is used for all, used for both wholesome and unwholesome. Any mental state is Dhamma. Any mind object, anger is a mind object. And mind objects are dhamma. Manancha pajanati, dhammecha pajanati. We know the mind and we know the mental objects. Anger is a mental object. And Buddha said, sabbe dhamma anatta. All dhammas are without self. 
<laughs> so when we investigate, we see this anger is without self. So there is no any real deep intellectual reason for somebody to harbor hatred. No any real emotional reason for somebody to harbor hatred. It is purely because of our unmindful reflection, not knowing the truth, we harbor hatred. We get we continue to have anger. When we are angry, our all good reasons disappear. And therefore we try to investigate the truth of anger. That's called investigating Dhamma. Then, next thing we should do, talk to ourselves. How we talk to ourselves? You talk to yourself as Mr. A or Mrs. B, whatever you like. <laughs> Call your, your own name and say, Miss B, Mr. A, how many times you suffer from your anger? How many times you lost your friends? How many times you lost your job? How many times you create unpleasant situation for others? Are you happy? Just like somebody else asking you questions, you ask yourself these questions. Asking very honestly, sincerely, seriously to find a way to get out of it. Not just for the sake of asking questions, but ask the questions with the intention of getting out of it. And also see how dangerous your temper has been. Especially quick temper. Quick temper is uh, most dangerous than uh, you know, slow temper. Uh, I don't have give any example. I don't have time to give example. I can find give you many such examples. So we have to find out uh, miserable consequences of anger. Then always try to practice restraint. Uh, we say we restrain our senses. Eyes, ears, nose, tongue, body, and mind, we restrain. We restrain our uh, body, words, and the mind. Uh, if we restrain our mind, then we don't have to worry about restraining our mouth, our words, and the body. Because all error is in the mind. So we go to the root and take care of the root, and then the rest will be taken care of naturally. Then, look at the cause and conditions of anger. 
Anger does not arise without cause, without condition. We look at it. Unfortunately, what happens when we look at the causes and conditions of anger, we find all the causes and conditions coming from other person. I am all right. But this fellow, he always causes my anger. I never want to get angry. But he or she always does something to make me angry. You know, this is very childish. You know, only when, when you, you might have seen when two children fight, when parents ask, what do you want to fight? Mommy, I did not want to, I did not start it. So and so, my sister started. Sister would say, no, mommy, I did not want to fight, my brother started. They never see anything within themselves. Even as adults, we always see the same thing. We see other person is angry, cause my anger, I am not, uh, I am not the one who started it. Uh, and next thing you should do, we should, we all should do. I'm not telling this thing to you. I'm telling for everybody, including myself. We should what we should do <laughs> to deal with anger is uh, learn to be kind to ourselves. You know, when we are angry all the time, we are very doing a lot of damage to our mental states, our peace, our progress, spiritual progress. When we want to gain concentration, practice meditation, uh, it is not some other people that make it difficult for us, but our own anger. So if I want to be, want to progress, be successful in in my practice, I must learn to be soft and gentle towards myself. So, since I am the best in the world, I want to deal with myself and be best with myself. Each and every one of us is our own best friend. So we try to be soft and gentle towards ourselves. Then we have to think one more, another very important truth. The truth is that we all die. We all die, sooner or later. When we think of that, we don't want to die with anger. You know, dying with anger it's a terrible thing, terrible thing. Not only at the moment of death, but even after that, we will be reborn in a very, very, very miserable place. We don't want to die like that. We want to die peacefully and be reborn in a good place, peaceful place. And moreover, when we think that we die, 
he can easily forgive and forget other person, not all. Why you want to harbor hatred? Because after all, we all die. So, let it go. Like that, we can uh, get rid of it. And uh, among many things, you know, I also like to suggest that don't, not to play uh, an uh, interdependent role. <clears throat> because so-and-so is angry, I'm angry. That kind of things. And uh, uh, talk to the pain that arises from anger. When you talk to the pain that arises from anger, uh, you realize that uh, you don't want to have this pain, if you don't want to have this pain, you must remove the cause of that pain. The cause of that pain is your anger. So, I want to conclude this by telling you very uh, uh, simple, very sort of kind of... Uh, a bedtime story. <laughs> when we were little children, our parents tell my mother, until you go to bed, I put, you know, she put me next to her and she would tell me stories. We don't have separate beds, separate rooms and so forth. We sit, we sit, sleep with the mother. So mother puts me by her side and every night she tells a story. He tells her, uh, my favorite story is uh, uh, a story of uh, not fighting. I had a brother, my little sister, and so forth. These little children, you know, we were playing and fighting. My mother said, don't fight. So she told us a story of uh, two uh, foxes. One fox was a quarrelsome fox. He always liked to fight. That is his, uh, his pleasure, his excitement. He just wants to fight. The other fox doesn't want to fight. He's very peaceful fox. So the quarrelsome fox told the peaceful fox, come on, let us fight. You have no excitement. You are just very dull and, you know, come, let's have a fight. Peaceful fox said, uh, we have friends. We have no reason to fight. Quarrelsome folks said, I give you a reason. <laughs> so he went out and brought a little rock and put in front of the peaceful rock and said, Now you know, you saw me bring in this rock. Now we can fight over this rock. <laughs> I tell you that this rock is mine. You tell it is yours. Then we can fight. So the fox who brought it, put in front of him to start the fight, he said, this rock is mine. The peaceful fox said, peaceful fox said 
if it is yours, you take it. <laughs> Fight is over. <laughs> so he was very embarrassed <laughs> and never wanted to fight with him again. <laughs> so before, we fi- before she finished the story, I would fall asleep. But uh, <laughs> I remember the story. <laughs> so friends, this is how we learn to reduce our anger. I used to be very angry when I was little. But all these little thing, things that put into my mind my, by my mother began to work. <laughs> she, she's, a, she's an angel. She knew our psychology. She puts little, little things into our mind. As we grew up, we used them and learned not to get angry. <laughs> so, that is one hindrance that bothers our meditation, our jhana and so forth. So, uh, tomorrow I talk about the positive side. Then we go to the jhana. <laughs> okay? Now, let us end this and <laughs> share our marriage, so dedicate our marriage. Once again, I want to dedicate our marriage, all our marriage, to not only the deities that are invited to come and listen to Dhamma talk, but also to the, uh, these innocent victims who were really massacred a few days ago in Blacksburg, in Virginia Tech, and the uh, perpetrator, the the criminal himself needs our metta because he committed very, very severe, serious karma. So let us share the marriage. Akasatha chabhummatha devanaga mahedhika punyantang anumoditva chirang rakhantu sasanang chirang rakhantu desanang chirang rakhantu mangparang ittavata chamhehi samvatang punya sampadang Sabbe deva anumodantu, Sabbe bhuta anumodantu, Sabbe satta anumodantu, Sabbe sampati siddhya.